Hello, welcome back to the TNG Golfcast, episode 21. This, of course, is the 151st Open review. Welcome back. Tom, how are you feeling this week, mate? Oh, uh, same as always, but... <laughs> is it worth even asking, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It probably isn't these days. Um, yeah. Pain is m- my unfortunate ally at the moment, or it follows me wherever I go. But yeah, besides the point, I had... Uh, I'll say an enjoyable open. I was working for most of it, but I did get to see quite a bit. More than I expected to see anyway. Yeah. So, no, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've said it many times, this is our favourite of the majors. It's the last major of the season, which is devastating, but we know how it goes. Overall opinion, I watched, I would say majority of it. Well, I'll say that again. I listened to majority of it. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, through the open radio. Radio. Podcast. That was that was that, that was, came in handy. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah, I was. But to be fair, from seven a.m. both days, I was hooked, and I took the phone, my phone into work places at times. Probably shouldn't have, but it was playing. I was working, wasn't catching up all. I needed to catch up with basically, and I, yeah, that was a godsend. Uh, um, that so and you don't have TikTok, do you? I do not, mate. No, I'm thirty-five See, year old. No. So am I, but TikTok was. Uh, Obviously, the open account on the TikTok had the live at the range. Yeah. So that was got quite abused by See, me I as well. There, but I mean, in, in reality, mate, like... You missed media, out. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Social media is prevalent now at the minute, you know what I mean? You can find everything you need to find. Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all the rest of it. So, yeah. Even YouTube was doing a dedicated stream of the 17th hole. Yeah. They were, yeah. So they, they definitely tried to maximise... All the uh, social media outlets. So they should do. I mean, the, the age we're in is definitely worth it. I mean, Saturday, I think I've watched the majority of it. Sunday, I took the kids out in the morning, sorted them out, um, got back in for... You and I had the same plan oh, then. Yes. <laughs> the plan was definitely in place. Be the family man, be the dad, be the good guy until 2pm and that's it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> the, it was the family morning man. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah I was I think I was exactly the same. We went to a wee wildlife park with a wee man... So you got to see some animals, have some fun. Got him his lunch. Tried to get him down for a nap. That didn't go to plan. <laughs> but nevertheless, two o'clock came round and the open was put on. Well, yeah. Um, first off, congratulations to the champion golfer of the year, Brian Harmon. The guy was solid for three days. Oh. No dispute in that. Worth, worthy winner the from his display. Man, end off. And to be honest with you, mate, He's, he was getting a lot of stick on course. Social media weren't happy with him being leading so well. I enjoyed watching him playing. Like I said to you earlier on, I think it was yesterday as well, the guy could not do wrong anything wrong off that tee. Yeah, I think his iron play in his short game is incredibly... <laughs> it was just incredible all week. But what was clearly the standout was his driving off the tee... And is putting inside 10 feet. Oh, Jesus, man. 58 out of 59 putts inside 10 feet. Yeah. All week. That's a start that's going to... What was it? Five bogeys for four days. Yeah. Yeah. Body wise he was in the, like, 18, 19. Ah. It was insane, man. I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad you're giving me on this, because I was quite, like, pissed off to see the stick he was getting. It's, I think we've seen it more here, because obviously more of our social media accounts that we maybe follow would be so much more into it because maybe the USPGA yeah. and the, the US Open aren't as 
possibly heavily followed here or they're not as there's not as much interaction with it yeah obviously the open being in on the the, the british island it's always going to get a bit more interaction from the home social media fans and because it wasn't Rory McIlroy winning it, I think it was always going to be abuse, or if it wasn't a European. So, I think that was just sort of something that you had to expect. But did that affect but him? He harnessed it. As yep. he said in his final round interview, yep. he walked off after a second bogey, and some funny fucker decided to turn around and say, you don't have the stones for this. So he proved that he did. Yeah. And he used it, so good on him. No, the best one. It's not the guy I wanted to win. No, I wouldn't be someone I picked out. Give respect to again from watching the live at the range. I'll give respect to Peter Finch because he said from the American he side did. of things he called it. He did. He said he yeah. has a very good chance because he's got the game for it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't hate the fact that he won it. No, no, no. I'm more than happy to say that he's a champion golfer of the year and he fully deserved it. Just it wouldn't be a name that I'd have picked out the hat. I don't think many people would have. No. No, I mean, the board number 26 in the world. It's not like he's under the radar most of the times, but he's just, he's, the the, the storyline is he's not got a big personality. Mm-hmm. He's not that out there, so people don't watch on him that much, but he's been running up. And he doesn't win week in, sort of, week in, week out. So, no. again, like a Scotty Scheffler, you don't say he maybe has the personality, yeah. but because he's so yeah, he's there always at the top, top yeah. five, top tens, top twenties, until this week. Yes. Come on to that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really speak about Brian Harmon that much. Yeah. But a winning score of uh, 13 under, one under for the final round. Six shots clear of any nearest competitor. That was in Jason Day, Tom Kim, John Ram, Seb Straka, who played very well last two days of Mustard. Luke Donald would have loved yes. that. Yeah, that's um, by the cup worthy. After the, the winner at John Deere as well. A few yeah, years ago as well. That's what that's I mean, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? But yeah, they all finished minus seven, seven under. Man, nobody came close. No. Nobody came close. He had no worse than a five-shot lead from day two. Yeah, the main that was three ahead through the convincing win on Sunday. Yeah. It's insane. Like you said, I mean, he mixed in three bogeys on the final day, but he also picked up four birdies. Like, I mean, obviously we'll talk about the the weather conditions. We'll talk, we'll come on to that, but like, it didn't affect him in any sort of way that affected everybody else. I mean, it was hard out there. It looked very hard out there. You know what I mean? We're going to dispute that. But yeah. off the tee, it was, he was just so convincing, mate. He found the centre of the fairway, or found the fairway each time. It was just a, a very, very level-headed, composed round of golf yeah. that he put on, on the Sunday. And, yeah, his, his short game is was put to the test a couple of times. And he was more than up to the challenge, but his putting and his driving that week, he just put on a clinic. Yeah, that's that's the best way to describe it, mate. Definitely. I mean, we know, obviously, go, going by his stature, he's not going to be massive off the tee. Not to say that he's not big off the tee, like PGA Tour, like, sort of start-wise. Yeah, but he's not, he's not known for distance off the tee. No. He's known for being accurate, and he knows he's more often than not going to have to hit a longer club in and for second shots, but he's good at doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a quite a big comparison I suppose but like the way he was playing was conservative golf we mentioned it before like your dad his approach is that conservative get there yeah my my dad will always play the highest percentage shot that's it he was similar yeah yeah, that's what he was doing but it was was nice to see 
Like I'm saying, the heck on from the crowds. I think it went on for like since Friday afternoon. Like, I get it. Especially when being American as well. With the cup coming up soon. I mean, there was talk of him maybe getting a wee chart with Zach Johnson at the end of yesterday. Maybe a bit, a bit too much to ask of somebody like Brian Harmon at the minute when you see the team they could potentially have. But, but again, if you're in match play, you want someone as consistent in every area, yep. especially when you've got to play foursomes, yeah. alternate shot. Any person in the American team right now going, oh, I'm going to pay you Brian Harmon. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm safe here, I might be hitting a few longer shots coming in off the second shots than maybe I'm used to, Yeah, but I know I'm going to be hitting them off the fairway. And if I give this guy a putt inside 10 feet, I'm not pulling the putter out the bag. No. <laughs> no. So I would think in terms of match play Ryder Cup, Brian Harmon is definitely going to be in Zach Johnson's mind. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, from our perspective for uh, Team Europe, I mean, standout for me was Seb Strucker. Like, again, he looked very composed. Yeah. Every time he made his way out. He enjoyed the challenge of chasing yeah. and going out and having to hit shots in tough conditions yeah. and pulling them off. I mean, we mentioned obviously that the, the gap between the winner and the rest of the field obviously being minus 13 and minus 7. Top 10 was obviously Jason Day, like I said, Tom Kim, John Ram, Seb Stracker, Emiliano Grillo, who had a very good tournament, I think. Yeah, he had a couple of stumbling points at times, which just kept him from being able to make that threatening push. Yeah, yeah. He was at minus six, obviously there with Rory. Um, did you see his interview when he finished his round? What, when he finally did one? Yeah. Sorry. Um no, uh, I didn't actually. Right, so basically, from what I can remember, he was very brutal about himself. Like, saying, it's not been a great year. Opportunities were there. They were missed. This Open Championship is one he's going to forget about quickly. It's not one to remember. Because he'd come down the final back nine, he just wasn't in contention. So it's easier. Compared to last year, when he was there, yeah, and he had the chance, and it, it, it sort of slipped away from him. It did slip away from him. But that's not taking away an ink from Cam Smith. Cam Smith won that one. But he, at one point in that round on Sunday, he had a hand on the trophy. At no point in this four days did he really ever have a hand on the trophy. No. So, yeah, in that regard, I've got no no surprise that he can quickly forget about this one and move on. Yeah. Well, it does confirm that it'll be a decade since his last major. That's no confirmed now. Yeah, um, that's the surprising one, especially when he won his last one. Which was the Open, wasn't it? PGA. Was it the PGA, yeah, sorry? But at, at that point, when he was the young gun, big swinger, doing everything right, four majors at that point, you wouldn't have said, God, I would have loved to have been had the balls to go into the bookies and say, he'll never win a major again in the next 10 years. I mean, Faldo put it perfectly on the commentary um, after his round. He took, I mean, see what you said there? You wouldn't, wouldn't expect anything less than him getting to 14, 15 you'd think by this point. I think that's a bit ballsy. I would have said at least 10 yeah. double Middle. figures. Yeah, yeah. But now you're banking on him now, like, getting to five within the next five years, which is a big ask. Like, I know Brooks hasn't been 
firing on all cylinders. Mm. But if you had the conversation now, who's going to get to double figure majors, Brooks or Rory? I'd say Brooks. You're putting your money on Brooks. Yeah, 100%. You're more even more inclined to say Ram will probably do it before. Yeah, because I mean, he's also got the Open to get, and he's got the, is it the US Open or the PGA. Can't he's got the US Open, the Masters, so and the then. Yeah. So he would need the PGA in the Open. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, look at John Ram. I mean, the finish, tied second. He like, just suffered what, day one and two. Yeah. But it wasn't a terrible golf, though. It wasn't a. It wasn't Ram golf, though. It was old Ram golf. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. He was fit to. Like, I think. Because he made the comments, didn't he? Was it Tuesday? They were talking about there potentially being the the stop the oil <laughs> protesters. <laughs> and he obviously came out with a quality phrase, I've got a reputation, better not catch me on a bad hole. <laughs> I think for John's sake, it was really good that they didn't catch him on day one or two because he'd have been up for murder. Yeah, There's no two ways about it. There was, It just needed the one, one person to say the wrong thing or look at him the wrong way and he was going to kill someone. No Matador available on the fucking planet to stop him. It was it. yeah, it was old school Ram. He he oh. was fucking pissed. Yeah, but then got away from a bit of the Rory Circus as he teetered <laughs> around and tiptoed around calling it. But he got away from the the McElroy Circus on day three and showed what he can do. Yeah, well, and got I mean, himself right back in it. I said to you last week, like, I don't see John Ram having any chance of winning. But see, on Saturday, I was like, shit. <laughs> so come back and bite me right in the hoop, man. Because <laughs> he, he was playing so well. He still needed Harmon to, to drop a well, few. See, that's the thing. I, I hate to say it, but I think you were giving me Saturday, Sunday. We were both thinking to ourselves, well, I'll speak to myself anyway. He's going to fuck this at some point. Yeah, this is going to get away from him. Like the people, were, I was only saying it because I wanted Ram to be closer for having Saturday a chance. Night, especially you mentioned me saying this is going to be a fucking chaotic Sunday because what could well, what, what, happen? what was looking at the leaderboard yeah. was the names that it were there. Stacked me, yeah. Like it was yeah. insane. And then obviously, I was obviously working on the Saturday night, and I got into my point when I was on my break, and then finally looked at the leaderboard and seen <laughs> he'd regained all the shots again, and just went. Yeah. I sent you a voice note, didn't I? Saying fuck it. Harmon doesn't understand what a fucking final day on the Sunday should look like, does he? No, he's so, not playing ball, man. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, Rory, like with this, this ten years confirmed. But I'm saying, we'll see what happens with him. I do hope it does happen, man. Just even if he gets if he gets one next year, I don't see him being the Masters. To be honest with you, so off, off the way. But that's the him. problem. That's the only one he wants, really. Yeah, like I, I think. If you turned around to him now and said, right, you'll end your career with five majors, but you have to pick which one the next one is, he's only going to pick the Masters because yeah. that gets him into that elite, elite club. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens, mate. But he obviously finished tied sixth with uh, Griot. The, I'm going to butcher his name, so we will use his surname. Sharma. <laughs> hmm? The Indian golfer, Sharma. Yeah, yeah. He came out of fucking cylinders flying Sunday. He must get himself to fire minus five, five under, to be tied eighth with Cameron Young, who, well, okay, yeah, I think I think he was in a rock and a hard place because everyone was looking. Obviously, well, not maybe everyone was looking, but he maybe was looking at himself, going, "If I'm gonna win this, and I'm in the group with him, I need to rock him early doors." Yeah, and it just didn't happen. Well, you sucks behind start, and, and then down, yeah. You couldn't you couldn't put a foot wrong in that position. No. You had to go out and not 
you didn't have to birdie the first three holes, but even if you could have picked two up in the first four, and Harmon hasn't, and obviously you dropped one on the first. Yeah. At that point, then you might get Harmon looking over his shoulder, going, "Oh fucking shit, he's coming for me," and that might have been enough to rattle him. Yeah. But as it was, he tried to manufacture that round, and more often than not, at links golf, especially under those conditions, if you try that, you will come undone. Very few people would do it and be successful. Yeah, that's true. It's a shame, but a top ten finish. I'd love the championship. You two I mean? two years in a row, because he was second last year. Last year, yeah. So he likes his he likes his links golf. Yeah. He likes his opens. He played well, and then tenth uh, place, well, tied, but obviously tenth place, Tommy. Uh, we'll, we'll come on to Tommy. We'll come on. We'll do it now, actually. Right, Tommy Fleetwood, the local-ish boy, who was tipped to win the major, his first major. Uh, he was the fairy tale story, yeah, of the week. I've got it. I mean, I've stupidly did not. Well, I say stupidly now, but I should have maybe looked at putting money on him. Not that matters now, like, but um, my betting, mate. Holy shit! Um, did you put? I've not put bets on the last three majors, mate, because uh, I just I can't did. afford to. I did. Um, I put on Rory. Yeah. Put on Ricky. Ooh. <laughs> I put on Brooks. Ooh. I put on Cam Smith. Yeah. And I put on... Who was it again? I think it was Hovland. Yeesh. No, it was Hatton. Sorry. Ah, you went with my suggestion of Terrell Hatton. Which, again, going into the second day, wasn't looking terrible no. until that 18th hole killed him. Yeah. And he took a nine, wasn't it? Yeah. And that just fucked him up. And that was it. He was chasing then from yeah, there. And I was gone from there. And he just, unfortunately, he needed a ram round on Saturday that he just didn't get. With top 20 finish, though, you can see, to come back from that shite story of a fucking 18th hole to then yeah. get a top 20. I mean, My sort of two outsiders true. that I came in with that week was Tyrrell Hatton and Minwoo Lee. And at one point, Minwoo Lee was looking like he was... Yeah. not. I don't think he was ever going to be pushing for a top three finish but he was looking comfortable for a was top 10 going to Saturday yeah you know and he mean? was looking comfortable at finishing top 10 I don't think he had the greatest of Sundays no he no. went backwards no. didn't he yeah big time yeah for a man who enjoys his lungs golf they mm. said I mean I don't know man just just conditions conditions yeah, get to you can't, you can't fight it I mean you're, even I think even Tiger Woods the conditions helped Harmon in the sense that because of the shot gap between them being five shots minimum between him and obviously Cam, and then a further shot behind was the pack at six. They had to make something happen and hope that the 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 nerves of being in the final pair of the, your first major chance of winning it got him, or that the conditions got the better of him. Yeah, and it just didn't. See what annoyed me, right? Now you think these top tier guys like Mark Roy and Ram, like the more times that we've seen Rory pulling his t-shirt like I don't block care it, blocking it mate it was... I don't care who you are when you've got things like internal OB <sighs> on the right hand side and you're in a major you go left and you can still have a a shot back into safety you don't want to drop a shot you just can't take the risk yeah no but it's like you look at Harmon but he, we know he shot off the tee we said that but he was just in it striping it in the centre but he was away. just in total control of his game yeah, but Marco should be in total control of his game all the fucking time. That's 
impossible. Not even Tiger was in the peak of his powers. Where's McIlroy? Uh, it's the Open Championship. It's not trying to win a major. They're human. Just they're human the beings. Mate, I'm fucking sick of this. The guy, what he did at the Scottish Open with that two iron, like that's sticking in my head about how good a boss like he fucking is and has always been for a long time. Yeah, but he is that good and he is that capable of those but shots. But they consistently don't. Pull they his don't. Shot left. They like, don't happen every. Learn week. from your fucking. Man. I was going to say a name there regarding somebody else, but I'm not going to get into that because I might get myself in trouble. Anyway, right. He kept pulling his fucking shot to the left. So? He didn't have full control of his driver of the week, unfortunately. But it happens. But it was with the irons as well. But, so he had a, it's so frustrating, mate. He yeah. had a technical swing fault for the week. It happens. Well, but you, these, I'm, guys, I'm these guys are on the, the road all the time. Oh. They don't always have the most... Like, Pash, obviously, it's not yes. for championship, mate. It's just the last major of the year. I mean, the... But he could pick up a niggling injury that he's obviously not being vocal about. And that's what's happening. These things happen. You cannot be perfect all the time. Especially not, someone but... like Roy McIlroy. We hold him too high. And I know I give him a shitload of stick. And I'm going to defend him on this one, which is a fucking 180 flip, I know. But... I, I won't stand by and have people say that he shouldn't be doing that or he should be better at this and he should be able to iron it out. There are things that I will have a go at him for, which I have done in the past when his wedges were terrible and he didn't put in the work early enough to fix it and he went on for a couple of seasons with bad wedges from inside 100 yards. That's something you can fix and get better at. But that's not to say that I expect Rory to hit a wedge from 130 yards in to within a foot every time. That's not going to happen. That's unattainable. But the thing is, if he knows he's having trouble... Or he's on a shitload of fucking drugs that's making his body fucking robotic. <laughs> if he's having that much trouble off the tee, right, why not make a fucking change and try not to smash it all the time? Try not to... I must go over 350. I must go over 350. You're playing Lynx fucking golf. You're playing in the fucking heavy rain. There's wind. There was player, players out there in the field, right? They didn't score as high, but they kept... I think they came in an like even score. One... Two maybe under. He they sees, managed to do it enough to keep the ball in fucking play. He sees he the game there, a certain a way and it's got him success and he's never going to change the way he sees that he's game. He's a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> if it's going that badly where you're pulling every fucking t-shirt left in at the crowd, fucking hitting the spectators, going out of bounds, just fucking settle it down. Keep yourself in play. It's that conservative approach. I'm going to remind you the next time you're on a golf course with this. Mate. Anyway, back to Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> Because you know that one's going to come back to bite you now. Wait, I'm, I'm an amateur. That doesn't matter. Best. If you're constantly slicing it right 50 yards and you don't fucking change the tee shot and pull out a three wood instead or an iron. I don't have a three wood in the box. We've got it up here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was coming. Wait, Anyways, uh, back the, to Tommy Fleet. Oh, the eliteness, man. Anyway, come on. So what's your, um, your overall sort of... Fleetwood was great on day one. And then his... Putter must have gone in the freezer <laughs> and came out with a fucking huge block of ice on it that he just couldn't defrost the fucker until probably today. Yeah. This being Monday, the day after. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, his putter just went on him. He just he didn't hold. He hold one or two, but he was dropping shots as well. But the putter just wasn't consistent enough when it came to birdie attempts. Because his Tita Green, he was solid, yeah. gave himself chances, just didn't roll the rock as good as he did on day one. As uh, Cardi was quoted, I think it was Sunday morning, 
this these conditions are perfectly for me. Um, grown up an hour from the course, he knows the UK weather this time of year. He knows the UK weather with links, especially. I mean, I think Tommy's one of the best ball strikers out there on tour. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But when your putter's not hot, mate, your putter's not hot. Doesn't I'm pretty sure happens. Tommy's Tommy's caddy talked himself out a few fucking percent less on his uh, pay yeah, packet there. I think so. Let's heap more fucking pressure on him going into the final day. I mean, he's the homecoming, like we said, the fairy tale ending. Yeah, I mean, I think the overall sense is, is basically Tommy will win a major soon. I hope so. You hope that's the thing. It's I hope to so. Be a hope thing now, eh? Yeah, but there are so many great golfers that have they won one, yeah. and there are some golfers that you would have thought never would have won one, uh, win one, have won one. But Harmon, as a, as as a as a listener and a friend of of the podcast was saying in one of our group chats, this would be the Open that will probably be forgotten by most and go down as the Stuart Sink and Todd Hamilton category of Open oh, winners. Okay, that was a fucking big show, man. <laughs> yeah, they're not remembered very well, are they? What's the shame? I mean, even Stuart Sink was a fucking up there. Was nah, Stuart, Stuart Sink's the biggest, <laughs> and obviously he, he lives on it now. He, he, yeah. He's managed to accept this and come to terms with it. He's going to be remembered as the biggest villain winner <laughs> yeah. of, the, of the Open. Oh, poor Tom Watson. Dealing man. it from the clutches of greatness of Tom Watson. <laughs> oh, man, you win, you win. Yeah, fucking white tan head. Ball bag. That guy, that's insane actually. The, the, the way he tans compared Two tone. To yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, so make up the list of top 20. Marks Homer at four under with the actual homecomer, the local for the course, Matthew Jordan. He was brilliant. He was, man. Yeah. He yeah. needs an outstanding shout out. He was phenomenal. To take on the honour of the first tee shot to get it underway, to then just how he handled himself yeah. and his performance. Yeah, tip the hat to him. And did he finish in the top 15? Is it top 15 they get automatic? Or yes. is it only top 10? Yeah, he, well, he finished top 10 tight. So, so he's, he's in at True yeah. next year. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, It's amazing. I loved it. It was good to see. He did a wee bit of um, on-course mic work between him and his caddy. Not between him and the commentary team, but him and his caddy. And that is, again, just getting that insight. And you, you see he's nice and calm and composed. I mean, I imagine the nerves would have been up. Yeah. First tee shot is welcoming back into the clubhouse yeah. with the fans and the members. Brilliant. Yeah, don't so that's the man. stuff you wanted. That's that's the PGA block effect. Yeah. Is it blocky? It's the same thing. It was it was epic. Yeah. It's what you need. It's what makes the majors. It's that other side of the storyline in the majors that you look for and that you you want to see. Yeah. Local lad did good. Yeah, good on him. It's the best part of the open, isn't it? You know, I mean, these guys can have come in. Have a chance to compete and top ten finish. Yeah, yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. So yeah, uh, Thomas Detry, tied thirteenth with Victor Hovland. Yeah, he just sort of flew under the radar. Hovland obviously was there on day four. He was shot on as well. But he, <laughs> well, yeah, he was shot on on day one, wasn't he? Yeah. But that was quality. <laughs> but he was there on day four, having a chance going out with Hovland. As uh, Hovland going out with Ram. Yeah second last pairing and nothing went right for him dropped one early doors and that was it it just sort of i'm not it's not a, he didn't give up but you could just see it in his demeanor he was like 
it's not gonna be my day so i'm just gonna play 18 holes of golf and get off and go home yeah it's tough man with the conditions we've talked about enough but you just you see the lead as well you just can't compete you just go and enjoy yourself if anything man you know well try and enjoy yourself oh yeah try and finish as high as you can and get as big a wage packet as you can yeah exactly so ty 13th with him was uh someone we didn't really see a lot of coverage wise and that was uh hideki Masuyama. he finished three under as well along with henrik stenson well you were never going to see anything of stenson were you i think i've seen maybe one or two holes with stenson i heard a lot in open broadcast radio because they were obviously following him first day and all the rest of it, but yeah, I mean, I've seen something on either you sent it to me. You saw, like, what still rounded it off that there's that still bitterness and unaccepting-ness of the live league and everything else was the fact that the reigning open champion wasn't in a featured group no. day one or two. Now, I know there were some big draws, and maybe Cam wasn't in one of the biggest draws, but he's the fucking reigning Open champion. The 150th reigning Open champion. Yeah. See, and he weird. didn't get a featured group. That's bullshit. There was no feature for him either but got before the tournament started. Like, Colin Morikawa got it at St Andrews last year. One that Cam Smith got was the hand over the trophy yep. to Martin Slumbers. And he's like, oh, I have to give it back. Yeah, we better partner. And that was it. Yep. Morikawa got the, the whole journey towards winning the Open and all the rest of that shit, man. But he got nothing. Yep. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's fucking bad games, man. But, yeah. It's um, strange. Definitely strange, man. But, tied 17th, began with Laurie Cantor. Minus two. And somebody who did very well for... His yeah. first open championship. Yeah, he did well. You can't can't deny him that. I just wish he'd held on a little bit more on day four. Yeah. But Done yeah. better than his brother. Oh yeah. Which is um I just think if he if he'd finished a little bit higher in that board it would have been an interesting conversation with oh, yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Do you want to have a brother because obviously you could have the Hoygaards or you could have the Fitzpatrick's. Yeah, one of them went tits up. One of them went majorly yeah. tits and it wasn't the one I expected to. I know, that surprised me. So yeah, Alex Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he he was good. From qualifying through the, obviously, the the qualifying rounds and that, getting through, and how he handled himself and how he performed. But dropping four shots on day four is not going to help you. But I mean, I was impressed. Yeah. As as putting on the greens, he wasn't in much trouble. He was in the top five on the greens. Yeah. Stats. He came into round four and went six. And um, like he wasn't far off the pace. I mean, obviously, I think his ball was well out of it <laughs> by that point, Marty. But no, that's a good question, actually. I mean, if he did finish a bit higher, what could have happened there? Because he's playing on the Challenge Tour. No, DP mm-hmm. Tour is playing on now, isn't he? He's playing a couple I think of he's decks. had a few invitations. I think he's still so technically a Challenge Tour right. member, but he's had a few invitations so to DP World. I think you'll get a few more invitations to the DP World and then maybe by come the end of the season, depending on where he is, you might be able to make the move to the DP World and start trying to win some more bigger events for him. And Obviously, the the goal will be for him to try and make it across to the PGA. And yeah. See what happens, mate. But yeah, oh, guy, a guy has a fucking absolute nightmare, man. Uh, Xander Shoffley, tie 17th as well, uh, two under. 
And then finishing off the top 20, all minus one, Tyrrell Hatton, Sung JM, and Rosner. Antonio Rosner. Antonio. Fuck. Forgot his name there, man. The Frenchman. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. He was so. in a good place going down Sunday, but just, again, there's so many players didn't, that just didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't hold the putts. Yeah. But again, it was, again, because of Harmon being a minimum of five shots clear, the weather being absolutely atrocious. These guys had to push hard, yeah. so it was. It's one of those ones that I'm going to swing the bat as hard as I can at this, but I might miss the ball. Yeah. In terms of giving it a go, and it's it's one of those things. If it's football or tennis, I'm going to give it as good as a, a go, but the scoreline might look terrible at the end of this. Yeah, it's they had to. They they just they had to make a miracle happen in that front line to, sh- to make Harmon shit himself. Do you think those guys maybe got a taste of what it was like to be playing with Tiger back in the day? No. No? Harmon doesn't have that presence. I mean the lead, though. Facing that lead on day four. No, because I still think that he all would have thought in the back of the head Harmon might not have the balls to well, we see it, it out. Yeah. yeah, but you you, you can still... It would have been easier to convince yourself that Harmon's going to fuck up mm. going into Sunday than if it was Tiger. Right. I'm playing against that lot for second. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, 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 that's the real difference. It's... The distance in score gap five shots might have looked similar, mm-hmm. but it's the mindset of these guys would have been like Ram would have thought he could chase him down. Rory would have thought if name. I go and break a course record, I stand a chance. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not if that was Tiger in that position and it was six seven years ago, no way would they have thought that they could do it. No, they didn't. They'd have needed someone to come out and. Happy Gilmore drive and run him over with a caddy cart <laughs> and hope that it breaks his other knee. Yeah, to, yeah. But then again, on one knee, he can still win majors. He can't. <laughs> so there's there's no there's no way that comparison could be made, in my opinion. No. no fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, we'll go on to the notable players to miss the cut. Hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot, man. Yeah. So we start at the bottom. <laughs> so uh, plus 13, Dustin Johnson. Won't give a shit about that. Will not give a shit, no. Uh, plus 12 was uh, Schenk and John Daly. Again, neither... Well, Schenk may have a bit of pride dented. John Daly won't give a fuck. He'll have been pissed every day. But yeah, <laughs> plus 11. This is going to affect him, I think. Yeah. JT, he is not a good year, mate. I'd be interested to see where the Ryder Cup team is, the automatics. Because if he's not in the automatic, he's at risk of not being picked. That pairing with Jordan Spieth, mate, but he's stuff. at risk of not being picked because he's not fucking reliable at the moment. He, like he said, he feels he can hit world number one style shots, but can go and card in two separate majors, an eighty-two and an eighty-three. That's not. I'd like to know what's going on here. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that full it's just swing, a loss of confidence. I'm hoping full swing are still doing what they're doing and recording this year. Well, they are, and he is a part of it. Yeah, they've so definitely they've been there year. all all year this year, but it's just a loss of confidence with yeah. Justin Thomas, and it'll be that way that he probably just doesn't know what's going to happen when he makes impact at this moment in time. He's, there's a feeling there that he's been used to for several years that he's not maybe feeling now, and he just doesn't know what's going to happen as he's bringing the club down at impact. And until he figures that out again and gets the feeling back, yeah, this is going to be, but. He's got two closest friends that have been there. John Spieth's been through it, man. Ricky Fowler as well. They've both been through it, man. They've yeah. both had that 
monumental drop in form and had to fight to come back. The one thing that might be interesting is if he goes away from his dad as his coach to try and find something new. Because at some point in this period of bad golf, these guys will make changes, regardless of whether they think they're right or wrong, or they will just make changes for the sake of changes in the hope that it sparks a form in confidence and a, a bit more form come through in the game. So that would be an interesting conversation yeah. to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, they've supposedly got the 3M open to look forward to. I don't see the field being stuck. But enough competition there anyway, but you never yeah. know. One win might just change it all for them, yeah. That's how, that's how golf normally works. But yeah, he uh, was plus 11. Uh, at 10 over, Ernie Earls, Brandon Grace. Again, no surprises there. No. Same with the next one. Eight Oh, nine over, sorry. Sorry, nine I was at nine. Olsen at eight. Darren Clark at eight. Again, Stuart Syme at seven. Connor Syme. Sorry, Connor Syme. <laughs> Stuart Syme, that's his dad, isn't it? <laughs> Connor. Uh, sorry, Connor. Uh, <laughs> like I'm saying, sorry, like he listens to us. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, Connor Syme at seven. Unf- I think that's unfortunate considering, obviously, he's a local boy to this area where we are. Yeah. So he knows his Lynx golf. You would have maybe hoped that he'd at least made the cut, but obviously... But he did make a couple of birdies early, early doors. But he's... Uh, Thursday, but yeah, just shit happens, man. Eh? Yeah, exactly. This one surprised me. Okay. Started him. The South African. Yeah. He's... Obviously, he had his win early on in the season, but he's not been... He's got a few top 10, but no, top 15 finishes, man. He's kind of... But I don't know. He yeah, said he enjoyed he's... the Lynx Golf, man. Uh... Yeah, but enjoying Lynx Golf and performing at Lynx Golf are two <laughs> different things. <laughs> yeah. I can testify to that. Yeah, and then all at seven over, we've got a big list, man. Schwarzel, previous winner, Lyrie. Siwoo Kim. The destruction of Rasmus Hoygaard. <coughs> wow. <laughs> Henley. The uh, double ten under in one round. Taylor Gooch can't play Lynx golf. He's gone right off the boil. He has been. <laughs> Uh, Ewan Ferguson, this was an, a disappointing one. Yeah, I, I was not expecting better of him, but I just would have liked to have seen him make four four days and just because again he's a Scot, be near one. See him play yeah. well. Matty Wallace, he's up and down. He's been up and down all fucking year, man. Justin yeah. Rose, that was gone. Completely lost his driver all week. Yep. Um, this one did not surprise me. No, Mohanari. Just quickly jumping back to Rosie. He's on the cusp line of being Ryder Cup team now. I think he needs he needs some performances between now and September uh, for me. But one person who certainly isn't in the mind fucking no chance of Luke Donald is Francesco Molinari, as you say. Then you had Kirk Horschel, Heger, Finau, Burns, all at plus six as well as Wallace. I mean Rosie and Molinari. Finau just didn't look comfortable out there. The others, I'm not surprised that Horschel has been playing crap golf all year, even by his own yeah. admission. Yeah. So Heath Thagala, plus five. I thought he might have been able to do something this week, but... He kept that even even par for Thursday. Yeah. Friday, before the barbarian came in, like his head must have just fucking went. He just, yeah. Big time, eh? 
Yannick Paul, that was a big surprise for yeah. us, Ryder Cup team-wise. Obviously, the German, he's had, been having a really good year, but just didn't go right this week. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, Hogue, Herbert again, English. <laughs> not ones that I would really be bothered whether they made it or not. No. Seamus Power, it's a shame. Might have potentially the cup pack as well, maybe, but I think... He's not playing well enough. He's not, mate. It's kind of... Dwindling, that sort of idea. Yeah, and then another pass winner, Colin Morikawa. His game deserted him. Has done for a few months now. Yeah. I mean, it's a notable list, but what I'm saying, mate, like... To be fair, it's, I think it's more notable in name than form. Yeah. I think yeah. out of that, really the only player that you would have said was playing well that could have made it would be I'm looking at the list again Yannick Paul yeah really yeah consistency wise Yannick Paul's probably the only name and maybe Ewan Ferguson because he has been putting in some good performances on the DP World Tour yeah yeah, yeah. But. so there you go um, one thing I, want, I do want to talk about mate is a certain South Korean Superman are we now definitely calling him South Korean and the Americans aren't trying to claim him as one of their own. There's been a few times I've seen the leaderboard where Tom Kim's come up and there's American, American flags inside him. I'm like, hang on a fucking minute here. I know he's the the new young poster boy for the game, but he ain't American. No. South Korean Superman, Tom Kim. He put in a hell of a Sunday shift. But the best part is, mate, this madman later revealed that yeah. he had a grade one ankle tear. Yeah, but even more mad than that, his team told him just to get on with it. <laughs> I mean, I heard in commentary yesterday, I think it was Faldo again, said that he'd seen him on Friday on crutches. Mm-hmm. And thought, oh. Tom, what a shame. That's a shame. I'm lucky, mate. I'm going to the first tee. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't believe what he was saying. So basically what happened was... I'm going to say his idol was probably Tiger Woods. You think so? <laughs> Get through the pain barrier. No problem at all. 100%. One leg. <laughs> but yeah, basically, after his uh, first round, he went back to his residence. He was staying... And he slipped on a patio. And like we said, Gade won ankle tear. That's not... Ah, fuck off. Tony Finau's played the Masters on a fucking dislocated ankle. Oh, God. I just wanted to put that image back in your head. Oh, man, that is... That's so clear in my head now. Thank you very much. That was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Fuck, he was celebrating as well. But the fact that, again, Tom Kim, grade one, tearing his ankle, managed to finish, what was it, second? Tied second? Yeah, tied second, yeah. Tony Fino dislocated ankle after getting a hole in one of the par three comp at the Masters. Finished, I want to say, in the top five oh, that yeah, year. Top five, yeah. Just click that bitch back into place and go on. Beware the injured golfer, <laughs> except for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was insane, man. But yeah, even with that injury, man, he like you said, he fought on and he finished tied second and final round four under sixty-seven, including an eagle. Obviously, yeah, he just rode the he rode the the crest of a wave of momentum that, that was, was just kept going perfectly, mate. Yeah, yeah. how old is he? Is he twenty yet? He twenty. Yeah, yeah, I think he's twenty. Just, I want to say twenty one or just turned right, twenty. Maybe right, mate. Yeah, the guy's got everything in front of him. Yeah, but so did Anthony Kim. Now, is that a name you even know about? No, you've only been golfing for six years. No, Anthony Kim. Ah, oh, you're gonna have to do some fucking YouTube. <laughs> Fucking research here, mate. More work for me, Tom. Thanks, mate. Anthony Kim was 
heir to Tiger's throne back in the early 2000s. He was going to be bigger than Rory. He was fucking, he was, he had everything. He was a hell of a player. And then just fell out in love with the game and said, nah, don't want to do it anymore. Honestly, this boy was phenomenal. For those who know, he's he's basically the streets remember. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Kim was, he was fucking unbelievable. He wow. was, and he was, he was sponsored by Nike as well. So they were pushing him everywhere. He oh, was, hell. he was the heir apparent to Tiger. I'm going to come. I'll look him up. Fair enough, man. But yeah, he obviously, <coughs> excuse me, Master Eagle the fifth. And uh, chucked in four birdies with that as well to get him to seven under. Level with Masters champion John Ram. Like, <sighs> day three and four was just what we know Ram is now. Day one and two was Ram three years ago. This, that's just, that was Ram's week. Yeah. I mean, looking at the top ten, top five especially, man, it's kind of what you might expect. But seeing Tom Kim's name in there made me quite happy. Yeah, but I think I think going like golf goes in those stages of depending on how many years the the new boys start coming in. Like this, this would have been fifteen years ago. Would have been seeing Rory McIlroy's name there. Yeah, and then what he managed to do in that next five year period. Tom Kim's at that stage now where he's got to start making that name reach in that top five a bit more regularly, and then once he gets a couple more wins under his belt. Mm he'll be knocking on the door of a major. Yeah, because the final round, the 17th hole, we played it very well. Nice and easy, bang. Sort of left centre of the green. Managed to get that finished off. So, you, before we started recording... I was just about to, I was just about to drop that. Yeah. What was your view of the 17th then? I mean, I think the shortest of play was 120 or something like that, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Longest was 138, 140. Now, <clears throat> what I've done from the TV, right, I think nine out of ten times I'm going to fucking go off to the right hand side in the ditch. I'm saying ten out of ten. I missed the green. <laughs> Not a chance. Hundred and thirty yards. I think you managed fine, man. No problem. I mean, I looked. Give me a hundred on my head once. <laughs> it does. It, it looks terrifying. It looks terrifying. It does. But, but that's I, what you want. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't think it'd be a, as big a deal as what you told me earlier on. Well, it started early off the gates before they even got the competition underway with Billy Foster, who we love, yeah. complaining about he was it. Not impressed. Not happy with it. And then, obviously, news is after the event has finished that apparently the committee in charge of the golf course are considering making changes to the hole already. On the, not the recommendation, but on the uh, feedback that they received from the players. So I'm. Some, I'm somewhat though. disappointed about that. I don't know what That's the changes the thing, are yet. I mean, why would you change that? It's kind of become... It's the beginning of an iconic hole. Yeah. In my opinion, eh? The fact that the players are terrified about that. You've seen the runoff. It yielded a hole in one. So... Yeah. And it, it, there were birdies on it. It wasn't like people couldn't birdie it. Yeah. It just... It makes the players think. And I think that needs... There needs to be more holes like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Being so, a part three special. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it last week, man. Like the iconic part threes that are out there. But then the bunkers were getting fucking complained about left, right, and centre as well after day one. And the <coughs> yeah, RNA, after day one, and the RNA changed the way that they raked them. I don't agree with that. 
they raked them so the sand was more up the river at the face so that the ball would come further back. And then you had players like Rory McIlroy saying, well, I think everyone in the field would welcome that news. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Of course they're going to fucking be happy about that. It's making it easier. Yeah. It's like turning around saying, oh, we've made all the holes about three inches wider and everywhere yeah. in diameter. Fucking, of course you're going to fucking love that. Make the golf ball a little bit smaller on the greens as well, will you? So it's definitely <laughs> going to go in. These guys are the top of the game. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to see them US Open struggle, but yeah. I want to see them tested. And if you take on, again, as we spoke about briefly before we even kick this episode off, the bunker at the end of the day is a hazard. Yeah. It's not like it is in the States where you aim for them sometimes because you know that you're going to get a better lie and more control at the flag than going in the rough. But they're a hazard. They're intended to be a hazard. So if you want to take on a shot where a bunker's in the way, you run the risk of not executing your shot that well and getting punished. That's what it is. Could not agree more. So the bunker shouldn't be a bailout zone. No. It's designed to be missed. You're designed to think about how you get around that golf course with not going in the bunkers. And that's what links golf the game is. For a fucking reason as well. But that's what links golf is. Yeah. It's yeah. not, oh, this hole could be tricky, but if I aim in the bunker, I'm going to pick up a shot. I'm safe in the bunker. That makes no fucking sense to me, yeah. Yep. Insane, man. But yeah, the fact they're thinking about changing it, that annoyed me. Because I, I honestly do believe it's the beginning of an iconic hole on a golf course on these British Isles. Well, what was it before? Before Tiger won at Hoylake, the last time it was featured was I think around '67. Jesus Christ! So there was a huge gap yeah. between when Hoylake was on the roster, and then obviously we've got ten years ago. Ten years ago now, or yeah, or twenty fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Before it was last there when Rory won there. So, like you say, it's the start of an iconic hole. It's also the start of a hole that's maybe going to have that many talking points about it that it has to be on the roster more often. Yeah. You start changing it, you start jeopardising that. Golf club members, man, are so fucking fickle. It's, it? it's not the golf club. Obviously, it'll be the committee of the, of the in charge of the course. But you shouldn't do it just based on the fact that the the best of the best are moaning because they didn't have a great week at it. So, it was only one, this is the first time they've played it. Yeah. You're not going to crack it. Crazy, man. Crazy. But yeah. Uh, kind of the last thing I mentioned, really. Uh, this news may come as a shock, but um, Scottish Airflot is human, after all. <laughs> For the first time in fuck knows how long, Scheffler has finished outside the top 20. He did not have a good tournament. week, did he? Man, he has practiced rounds, spent a lot of time in the bunkers. I've seen that. He was, um, spent a fair bit of time in the putting green as well, on the practice putting green. I think a change is imminent for his putter. But that means he's got a change from his idol. Because he's got to be one of the biggest Tiger fanboys yep. out there. Nike everywhere. Nike everywhere, but he's got the same... TW on the back of the hat. He's got the same Tiger Woods. He's, he wears the same Tiger Woods Nike shoes. He wears. I'm sure he plays the Tiger Woods irons. 
the does, from Tailor Made. Yeah, he does, yeah. He's got the yeah. same. He's obviously the same club brand. He's got the same Scotty Cameron Newport two that Tiger uses. Is he gonna be? He's not gonna play himself, is he? He's got to be the tools, not the man. The thing is, like I, I've done it countless amount of times. Like I do taking jabs at Rory and everything else. I've taken jabs at Scotty's putting. He's not a shit putter. This like, in terms of golfing ability, he's not a bad putter though no. in the game. He's just not good enough in that area that backs up the rest of his game. But also compared to his peers yeah. in that same area, yeah, yeah. it is his one weakness, and he's got to do something to change it. Whether it's grip or style of par, it's one or the other. He's got to change it. Oh, mate, it's the the heartbreaking thing is the fact that when he was featured on TV and he's on the greens, his putting was just off by a percentage. As he'd run the ball up, and it would just turn left or turn right at the last fucking minute and he'd be basically just a tapping but at their level that's making the cut and missing yeah, the cut or yeah. lifting the trophy and yeah. not lifting the trophy that's the big difference isn't it it's crazy you look at Harmon's putting that week oh Jesus Christ man but even like the, the guy who's maybe the best putter out there Carmen Smith yeah he was way off for his standard <laughs> yeah yeah oh, it's crazy, man. you have bad days at the office you do you do and Rory Rory's had about 10 years at the office yeah, I'm, I'm more keen up on that if he's not going to fucking change his anyway I'll crack on <laughs> um, that's just fucking piss me off man <laughs> um, so yeah what's your overall conclusion of the open oh how like this year I think it was a good good open I think the course stood up to the test obviously only one player managed to make double digits under par Um. I didn't have an issue with how they set the, the course up on the Thursday in terms of the bunkers. Certainly didn't have an issue with the redesign of 17. I thought it looked good. I thought it was a, a good addition to the course. I think it makes the players really have to think about a shot that they would normally just pull the club out the bag and yeah. go autopilot, yeah. which I think more par threes need to be like that. And obviously we had a worthy winner in Brian Harmon and his his whole demeanour and how he executed his four days of golf was outstanding. Yeah. Can all agree on that. I enjoyed it, mate. I just, I, personally, my favourite major of the year. Um, I just got to need to wait till April, man, for the next one. But yeah. Um, no, it's, well, it's, we've got the Ryder Cup, the FedEx conclusion, and then the Race to Dubai conclusion to, yeah. to get us through. Yeah. There's not a lot coming up, mate. That's gonna. It's all the little bitty events now. Things like your three M. Yeah. Next week. So. In all honesty, guys, we're probably going to give. Uh, there might miss. be a few gaps between. There's going to be. I know for a fact, but no plan for next week. No. Um, I think commitments are not coming to that as well. If we as were, we might. We maybe get you in for an episode to review. Yours and my. Darling wife's you pairs match. You that could be something we could uh, have a wee review, see how it we goes. We 20 minute episode <laughs> of you laughing at me. <laughs> It'll be you laugh, me laughing, you crying, or you shouting. One of the th- fuck might even bring the wife along. We could see have her uh, have her uh, hurl abuse at you for not pulling your weight. 
nah, we'll see what happens. That might that might be something we could. Yeah, con- I'll be I'll be a couple up. of weeks anyway. One of them guys. So no episode next week. Um, we'll obviously keep an eye on the social channels and that as well for what happens next. But the one but, you can definitely bank on us ramping up for will be the big Ryder Cup. Yes, and plans in the pipework to bring in a guest. We'll see what happens. It's just off down just takes me. Yeah. Whether we can get it done. Everybody's free when they say they're going to be free. So there's plans there. But we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you in two weeks' time, hopefully. Um, again, for tuning in every week. Well, every week that we do record. We thank you. Uh, keep it going. Uh, keep spreading the word. And the social channels as well. Instagram. Keep interacting when we do put stuff up, mate. I've dropped big time. Oh, I've been almost non-existent in the last couple of weeks. I've been terrible. That's fucking so... If you've been poor, I've been fucking atrocious. <laughs> so I need to pull my finger out, but yeah. I mean, this, this game is not easy at times. I mean, it's about something like it's a case of we just turn up, hit a chord, but the amount of stuff goes on in the background and normal life as well. It's, it's, it's different, mate. It's different, but we love it. We love enjoy doing it. It's good. Um, so yeah, Tom, thank you very much, sir. As always. And it's a pleasure. And whenever we see you, we shall see you. Yeah. Goodbye.